we've talked about this a little bit before, but sometimes we get really sort of involved in like, what can we do? And like, what are these changes we can make, things we can add, things we can take away to change our body and how it's working. And like, sometimes it is something that's as simple yet challenging to shift as a mindset and just like a habitual state of being in your body. Welcome back to Never Wear Boring Socks. I am Anna Barnard. And I'm Maria Ramsey. And I just got back from visiting Anna in Minnesota, which is very exciting. And so we're still kind of in vacation mode right now. So today is going to be sort of a fun, low-key summer vacation episode. Since I just got back from a summer vacation, Anna's on summer vacation from school. So Anna, what socks are you wearing today? in honor of our fun summer episode. So I feel like this has been kind of a trend lately for us, uh, but I am not wearing socks today. That's fair. Because it's summer. Exactly. So these are my summer vacation <laughs> non-socks. I also was at, I was interning today, and my little work shoes today were sandals. And I just got home from that right before we started recording this. So... No socks today, but they are not boring because they are not there. Exactly. You can't have boring socks if you have no socks. Yeah, exactly. That's my new life motto for the summer. Summer motto. (laughs) What socks are you, Maria? What what socks are you, Maria? (laughs) I'm a little scattered right now. It's fine. That's okay. It's fine. That's funny that you asked it that way because... I chose a pair of socks that I felt like represented me today. So you are so, you are the socks. The socks are you. I am the socks. The socks are me. Okay. So well, this is appropriate it, it that works. I asked the right question. Exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> to be fair, I'm not actually wearing them either. I just got them out and I'm looking at them right now and I'm going to describe them to you. It's too hot to wear socks right now. Yeah. Like you said, especially because when we're recording, I turned off my little window AC unit because it makes a lot of sound because nobody wants to listen to that in a podcast. And we suffer for our work. We suffer for our work sometimes, but not so much that I'm going to wear fuzzy socks. Oh, they're fuzzy. Yeah, that would be especially painful. Exactly. And I sort of pick the fuzzy socks. They're definitely not seasonally appropriate, but I feel like. They're like cozy and comforting and supportive because they're kind of thick and they have that nice ribbing around the arch that I really like. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I could use some support right now, like these socks would provide. They also have little colorful zigzaggies around them, which I feel like my brain is really zigzaggy right now. I'm trying to do a whole bunch of things. I'm about to go away for the weekend. I'm doing flowers for a wedding and I have a bunch of sort of work projects and chores and odds and ends that I'm thinking about. So my brain is going in a bunch of different directions like these little zigzags. And I'm encouraging myself to support myself with coziness and good arches. (laughs) Oh, yes. As as per always. <laughs> it's exactly. really all we need. Coziness and good arches. And good arches. My sister would agree with that because she's got flat feet. Yeah, I have super high arches anyway, but, you know, it's nice to keep them high. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you for sharing about your... Uh, self-identifying socks, Maria. Thank you for asking me the best version of that question so that I could answer it. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) 
One of the things we wanted to talk about today was whether we have any updates on some of the creative projects or health and wellness practices that we've been hinting at over the past several episodes, because I know sometimes we talk about things and then sometimes we don't follow up on them or there's just a lot of stuff going on. So do you have any updates, Anna, on any creative projects, creative rituals or practices or any health and wellness practices that seem to be working for you right now? It's a good question. Um, I like yes and no to the to the updates. I feel like I've been fairly busy recently with work and things like that. And so I really have not had any time to set aside to be like, what creative projects shall I undertake? Or what new wellness practices shall I do to be well? I haven't had time for that. <laughs> but but I have been like doing a few things I feel like on the fly, which have been either helpful or fun. So I was at my family's cabin this past weekend with my family, and I have no idea if this will come to fruition, but my sister and I are trying to uh, come up with an idea for a comedy mystery novel. That sounds fun. So who knows if that's going to go anywhere, but it was kind of fun coming up with ideas this weekend. So that was like my well, little that... creativity. Yeah, I think that in itself, even if it doesn't come to fruition, is a good just creative exercise for your brain. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like we were just canoeing around and we were like, what should this person be doing? And we were like, she should have a, an ABBA cover band alter ego. We were like, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's fun. fun. Sounds like an uh, exciting novel. Yeah. So, and I, I recently subscribed to a newsletter um, that I get in my email every day that is about like the publishing industry. So one of them is for readers and one of them is for um, like industry professionals. And I get both of them because I'm interning with a publisher right now. So it's like helpful for me to look at those. But I also just like looking at all the book suggestions and just like reading those Mm. like book reviews and things like that just gives me ideas and stuff. So that's been kind of fun and like a new source of inspiration for me. So I would recommend finding any sort of like newsletter that is relevant to what you're interested in or what you're pursuing that has kind of like some good vibes. Don't find one that like stresses you out, cool. you know, but um, there's some we good ones out there. We don't need more stress in our inboxes. Right, right. The one I'm subscribed <laughs> to is called Shelf Awareness. And um, oh, that's cute. Yeah, it is. And it's helpful for publishers. They've got a really good trade one. But it's also they have one just for readers that I would really recommend to anyone because it just has lots of good book recommendations and stuff and what's going on in the literary world. So that's been kind of a source of, like, not creativity, but inspiration for me. I have been curating reading lists on Goodreads recently, which is kind of a a creative outlet for me in a way, which I've been enjoying. So I've been kind of doing these little, like, micro things um, to fit in when I'm busy with other things, I guess, if that makes sense. That does make sense. And I like that you brought that up because I think that, our, like For so many of us, our lives get so busy a lot of the time that it is hard to cultivate creativity in sort of a more big and concrete way, like working on a novel every day or working on a painting regularly or something like that. So I think it is really valuable to recognize those little moments where you can throw in some creativity. Yeah, exactly. Which is really what we're all about, right? Never wear boring socks. It's like choosing your socks creatively. Right, yeah. a creative practice. Definitely. And it's like, maybe I don't have time to read a lot one day, but I do have time to, like, add a book to my reading list, and then I get to kind of, like, Mm -hmm. be involved with books or something. And so it's little things that can help me feel a little more connected to what I want to be doing. And even if you're not, like, actively doing those things, you're kind of, like, living in the same realm as them, which I think Mm -hmm. um, has its own benefits. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
And then in regards to health and wellness, I mean, that's been kind of all over the place for me. It has been for several months. I've talked, I've mentioned this like yeah. a couple times, I'm just doing some weird health stuff right now with trying to figure out like my like weird IBS and gut things and blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> it's been a journey. Oh, it's been a journey. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like right now, what is most important for me in regards to that is learning how much just like worrying about it actually affects how I heal. And so it's like, I'm doing all these things, but my last doctor's appointment, my doctor was like, I'm not telling you this is all in your head, but you are someone who kind of like runs at a pace where your central nervous system is operating like way up here or whatever, you know? And like, that might be uh, (laughs) making you constipated all the time. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) Okay, so it's, you know, like, that's something that you can't just, like, take a pill for, you know? Like, you have to just try to find ways to relax and just, like, be well on a day-to-day basis. And so I guess I'm I'm trying to just, like, figure out a way to do that. But one positive is that I have not had my period for, like, three months, and I just got it. So that's exciting. I do have terrible cramps today, but you know what? I'm just mm. happy that my body is like operating on a cycle now. So right. that feels we're good. Always excited about periods and never wear blankets. Exactly. Socks. Yes. So sometimes your body goes through a stressful period. You know, it's not doing the same things all the time. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting back into the groove. Hopefully, that would be nice. Yeah. So hopefully, things are looking up. Yeah. Well, I think it's really, it makes a lot of sense that you mentioned sort of the mind-body connection and how your mental state can affect your wellness. Wellness. I said that real weird. (laughs) Can affect your wellness. (laughs) Having a hard time talking today. And I really relate to I think we have kind of similar temperaments in that way and that I also, my nervous system is just like a little overactive at times. Yes. <laughs> Tend no, to be a little on edge sometimes, a little, a little anxious, a little high strung. <laughs> <laughs> but that, and that's something that like, we've talked about this a little bit before, but sometimes we get really sort of involved in like, what can we do? And like, what are these changes we can make, things we can add, things we can take away to change our body and how it's working. And like sometimes it is something that's as simple yet challenging to shift as a mindset and just like a habitual state of being in your body. Right. And no, yeah, I've just been really realizing like how much my thinking processes affect how I'm feeling about my body. Um, mm mm-hmm. Like, this weekend, we were at our cabin, and we were like, vacation! And then we, like, (laughs) ate some more vacation-type food, you know, which is good, because you're on vacation, right? But then my gut was like, okay, maybe I'm not the happiest. Uh, I was also, like, probably having PMS and haven't had that for a while, so I was like, "Hmm, I feel kind of weird. So then I was like, oh my god, everything's going downhill. I need to, like, go back to the doctor and, like find all these apps that are going to cure me and blah, 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 blah. You know, and it's like very, it's very easy for me to like go down that rabbit hole. And that's like purely a mental process reacting to something that's probably not a big deal, you know? And so then I told, I talked to my mom and she was like, yeah, you need to calm down, you know? And she can like talk Mm -hmm. me off the cliff in a way that um, is really helpful for me. And that's another thing that I've learned is having someone to talk to when you're going through some kind of healing process um, whether that be like a family member or a friend or a therapist or whatever is very helpful as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And especially someone who you do have that kind of relationship with, like they can talk right. you down in a way that is effective and also is validating your emotions and not like squashing down what you're feeling. Yeah, totally. Like, especially your mom, since she's a doctor, like, she's coming from an informed perspective and not just telling you that you're crazy. Right. No, so it's helpful for me because I get, 
I get kind of uh, like my mom's perspective and I get like the doctor's perspective and I get kind of both yeah. from her, which can be like a blessing and a curse, you know, yeah. but usually it's helpful. And so um, it's nice to find someone who can kind of go with you on that, that process, um, which is a lot to ask from someone, you know, but if you can find someone who's willing to be there for you, that's really helpful. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I'll say about sort of this issue of your nervous system being turned up a few notches is I feel like I wasn't like I've always known that I'm kind of a like highly sensitive, easily like highly reactive person. But I didn't really, I think, understand that on a deep level until I experience what it's like to not feel like that. Sure. Yeah. Because and that's definitely not where I am naturally, but things like meditation and acupuncture, especially acupuncture has been super helpful in that. I feel like if I go regularly, which I should start doing again, because it's been a while. But if I go regularly, I feel like I can feel my nervous system like being turned down a bit, which is so different than how I normally am. Right. For sure. And I think there's a sense of me, too, that, like, knows that I'm running on, like, level 10 all the time, and my body is like, you need to calm down, and my brain gets stressed out, and I'm like, this is not something that I can operate on all the time. But it's also, like, my natural way of doing things, so it's also hard to get down from that. You know, it's hard to, like, recognize solutions when you're in that that, uh, place, and so mm-hmm. having things like meditation or acupuncture to just kind of like go back to and being like, well, I know this works. Um, I've calmed right. down before. I can do it again. <laughs> That's really yeah. helpful. And so I think I'm, you know, I'm trying to like find all these magic bullets and stuff. And I think that's kind of holding me back. And in a way, I just need to get back to like, what calms you down, you know, because at the end of the day, like there are just some baseline things that can help keep you healthy. And maybe that's just what you need to be focusing on more than like these magical cures that are going to like fix your symptoms or whatever. Mm -hmm. And obviously it depends on what you're going through. But for me, I think that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's my update. AKA my like 10 minute spiel of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Enough about me, Maria. What about you? What about me? Well, so in terms of creative projects, I mentioned before that I'm really working on structure and creativity and sort of how those two intertwine. And I'm still working on that. I haven't found the magic cure for that either. And I like health. I don't think there really is one. But there are some things that I've been doing that have been helping with that. And I know this is something we're going to get into on a future episode, so I don't want to talk about it too much right now because we'll have plenty of time to do that later. But I've been like really scheduling things into my calendar in a way that I haven't before to really prioritize some of my creative work. And I also have done some feng shui to my work area. How has that helped a lot for you? I think it has been helpful. Especially having a really intentional workspace and desk surface has been really helpful and just like I don't know, not having so much stuff all over the place that doesn't really need to be there. So part of it is just about decluttering and then just being really mindful about how I place things back and where I place them. And is that really a place that's going to serve my creativity and my creative projects or is it going to hinder them? Sure. Yeah. So I've been doing that and I have been working on a calendar for 2020. That's sort of my most recent creative project. One of my creative projects. So I'm hoping to finish that in the next week or two and have that up on my Etsy store. Um, And then I also, since I've been working for a florist this summer, I've been engaging with my creativity 
at work, which has been really fun and different from some of the things I've done before. And since I'm doing flowers for a wedding this weekend, too, I'm also there's a lot of planning involved in that. I haven't gotten as much to the creative portion of it, but it's been really exciting to combine my passion for aesthetics and plants in both the floristry and the calendar because the calendar that I'm doing is botanically themed. So I've been drawing plants for that and then I've been making art out of plants which I've like my dream is for all my creative interests to mingle and create some beautiful thing where they're all connected. So that's been really exciting to sort of combine those. Yeah, that's really cool. I th- I like how that idea how you can like draw the plants, but then you get to like work with them in real life. And it's like kind of working with the same thing in two different ways. And that can be really yeah. can be also be a good way to like exercise your creativity muscles in new ways and things like that, too. Yeah, it is because it and flowers Floral design is definitely a new way to exercise my creativity. I've done it a bit in the past, but not regularly. And it comes naturally to me, I think, because I do have a strong sense of design and color. But it's, yeah, it's definitely a new way to engage with that creative muscle. Totally. That's very cool. Which has been really cool. Yeah. So that's my creative update. And then I guess in terms of health and wellness, more plants too. I've been studying herbalism. I started doing that formally this March, which has been so, I don't know what word I'm looking for. It's been really amazing because I've always been really into plants. I was super into herbalism as a kid and now being able to actually dive into it and make medicine out of plants and learn about them more and engage with them in a really deep way has been really exciting. So one of the things that I've been doing for this herbalism course, our homework for this course is basically our self-care and like daily herbalism practices. And so what I've been doing is drinking a certain herbal infusion for, I've been doing it for a few months now. I was drinking a burdock infusion And that was feeling really supportive and grounding. And it was really exciting to to be so consistent with it. Because I feel like something like herbal teas and infusions are something that I have, I definitely drank a lot of in the past and like have dabbled a lot, but it hasn't been a thing where I would like drink two cups of a strong infusion of the same herb every day for an extended period of time, which is really what you need to do if you actually want to get the long-term benefits of that plant in a physical way. Just like drinking a cup of tea once in a while is not exactly the same. So that I think was really helpful and just a new way to create a health and wellness practice for myself. And then it's also been interesting to see, sort of as the seasons have shifted, how I feel like it's time for another plant. And just to recognize that sort of intuitive knowing that it's time to shift to something else. Like burdock is very earthy and like a little bit sweet and like I said, very grounding and supportive. And I'm really feeling like I want something like more aromatic and like uplifting that sort of engages with the upper part of my body. So that's been just really interesting to sort of notice that shift. Yeah. With the seasons. That's really interesting. I'll have to check more into that too, because that all is really fascinating to me as well. Um, but that's cool that you've been able to be more consistent with it and kind of like notice the effects of it in a more tangible way. Yeah. Yeah, that's been one of the exciting things. And then, like I said, sort of paying attention to how I'm feeling. Yeah, no, that's a cool way to shift things. Yeah, to like exercise your intuition, too. Yeah, definitely. And then I guess the other thing that I've been doing. Well, when I was in Minnesota, I went swimming every day and that was lovely. It's not something I get to do on a daily basis in Massachusetts because I'm not 
right next to a lake like I was at our grandparents' house. But I really like water, and that felt really, really good for my body. And I've also been dancing. I made a power music playlist, and I've been dancing to a song that makes me feel powerful every morning, and that's been really fun. So I'm enjoying that. (laughs) That does sound fun. Yeah. Do you have so like I guess those your, are my updates. Do you have like your own choreography? No, just dancing. And you just do your thing. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I'd probably look really weird if somebody was watching me, but you know, nobody is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I do really want to take a dance class this fall, though. I'm planning to sign up for one, so I'll update you on that. Please do. Yes. So another thing that we wanted to talk about today is some fun questions for each other. Mm-hmm. We each picked a few questions that we're going to ask each other. We've done this on previous episodes. and it's I been... love doing this. I know. It's really fun. I'm excited. It's different than what we normally do. It's fun to mix it up. So, shall I ask you a question, Anna? Are you ready? I'm ready. Please ask away. Okay. So, we're each going to ask each other three questions. Is that the plan? Yes. Okay, so your first question. Since we had an episode recently, we talked about following your own advice. I'm wondering, what advice have you gotten recently, either from yourself or from somebody else, that you followed or not followed, and why? Hmm. This is a good question. I started you off with a hard question. Yeah, this is a good one. (laughs) Um, One thing that I have been struggling with, honestly, for years, but that's been becoming more apparent and, like, clear to me that is something that I need to deal with in my life, is that I put a lot of pressure on myself, um, mostly to be productive or to, like feel a certain way or to be thinking a certain way. Um, And I do that with both like creativity and healing and things like that. And so one thing that I'm trying to do and that I tell myself is that putting pressure on yourself is not helpful. And so like, let's not do that. Um, (laughs) And that is easier said than done for me. And it's something I've been working on kind of throughout the summer. And I think, It's been interesting to see how that manifests, um, because on one hand, I think I've been better at taking pressure off myself. I feel like when I come into summer is always kind of a weird time for me because I'm like, oh, my God, it's summer and I'm going to do all these things and I'm going to be so productive because I have time now. And like this summer is going to be amazing. I I put a lot of expectations on it. Um, Mm -hmm. and therefore I put pressure on myself to fulfill those expectations. And so coming into the summer, I was like, yeah, you're not going to do that. Like, you're just going to try to be healthy and like happy ish. If you can do that, that would be nice. And we will (laughs) see how it goes, you know? Um, and I think I've been better at that. I think I've been busier this summer. So that also just helps me get out of my head a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. and so I have not really been that productive this summer in terms of what I would consider like summer productivity to be. So summer productivity for me is like writing a novel or whatever, you know? So last summer I wrote the draft of a novel and I felt, I felt very like fulfilled, like creatively after doing that. I felt like I was productive. And this summer I haven't been doing any like big projects or anything like that. However, I am doing an internship and I'm working and I have not done that in the past before. So on the other hand, like I'm being productive just in a different way um, and in a way that's more structured. And so I'm learning to like appreciate my body and my mind for being able to do those things and like congratulating myself for doing those things, even though I haven't had time to really do the other things that I'm like, you should be doing or whatever. Um, And I think that's helped me take less pressure off myself. I think it's made me realize that 
it's important for me to make time for those other side projects, even if they're small, because I miss doing them. But I think it's been helpful for me to say, like, you don't have to do that. And you can take a break mm-hmm. from that and things like that. So I guess that's kind of like my long way of saying that uh, the advice I'm trying to follow is to put less pressure on myself. And I think I've been like somewhat successful, but I have been at least more aware of how that operates in my life. Cool. Yeah, that was kind of a long answer. That is easier said than done. I sympathize. With yes. You. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that continues to go. <clears throat> yeah. Fe- but like you said, working and interning is definitely a good experience, productive in a different way. Right. Yeah. It's important to learn how to do those things, too. Totally. So, Maria, I have a question for you. Okay. My question is, what is something that recently inspired you? I was really inspired by... I saw a really beautiful sky the other day. I don't know. It didn't inspire me to do anything in particular. It just felt really inspiring. The moon was really beautiful and bright and like almost, you know, we're getting towards a full moon right now. So it's pretty big. And the sky was this blue and pink mottled beautifulness. And I was in a really beautiful garden. So it was just really inspired by the natural beauty around me and I get especially inspired by color and light I think because I am a visual artist and that's just a sense that I feel very connected to when I'm out in the world and inspires me creatively and just spiritually I guess yeah that's very cool yeah you ready for another question Anna I'm ready so this question is kind of similar to what you just asked okay what is a book that you're feeling inspired by at the moment and why? Mm. Um, I am currently reading Americana by Chimamanda that Ngozi so Adichie. Good. Yeah. Um, which is a very good book. Um, yeah. She's a very talented writer. She also has a great TED talk called We Should All Be Feminists that I would highly recommend watching. Um, and it's not uh, necessarily like the type of book that I would usually read. I'm usually I'm very attracted to like middle grade and YA literature that is like heavily character and plot driven. Um, and hers is a little more like I, I don't know if like lyrical is the right right word, but um, part of the book that makes it so good is just like her writing style and the ease with which she writes. Um, and also the characters that she writes about. But the reason why I would say the fact that I'm reading this and it's a little different than what I usually read is like very refreshing because I think it's important for me to like get out of my comfort zone in regards to that so that I can kind of like be uh, be present to other genres and things like that. Um, but I also have just been kind of like frustrated with political dialogue recently and conversations on race and things like that. And she addresses a lot of that in her book with a really unique perspective. And so that's been like very cathartic for me in a way to read Mm. about those things from her perspective. So that's why that's been really kind of inspiring for me. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said and I would highly recommend that book also. Yeah. She is quite the lady. Yes. She's very cool. Very mm. cool. I <laughs> just created a new, new word. Yay. <laughs> we should create an Everwood Boring Socks dictionary where we where we, we, we do all, all the words, words that, that we, we made up. That we that we uh didn't pronounce right and therefore created a new <laughs> word. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, Maria, I have another question for you. I'm ready. Okay, so this is my like pop culture question for you. Are you ready? Okay, maybe. Okay. Who would play you in the film version of your memoir? (sighs) That's such a good question. It's kind of a hard one. That is kind of a hard one. It's hard to pick, like, one person. Hmm. Yeah. I'm also, like, not the best with actors or pop culture. (laughs) (laughs) 
But and then if you the hard thing about this question is if you're like this one like super beautiful amazing talented actress would obviously play me then people are like yeah right, right. <laughs> but you're like who, no who else am I gonna pick I'm great come on right and also that's like the point of a movie is everything is kind of exaggerated yeah yeah I mean the person that's coming to mind is Emma Watson I love her oh my god I love her too so maybe that's why she's coming to mind I feel maybe like that's as accurate for you though I don't know yeah yeah I feel like again she's she's just amazing yeah, I just like love a her. super amazing beautiful movie star but I I don't know I feel like she's a kindred spirit mm-hmm. yeah and I feel I don't know I think we have some similar vibe in some way. I would agree with that. Also, side note, did you uh, yes. did you watch the Little Women trailer yet that just came out? I have not. No, you know, I haven't read Little Women. You should do both of those things. I know. <laughs> uh, I really should. Because, yeah. I saw, like, a teaser of the trailer. Okay, yeah. And I was like, what? Like, what is what is the world right now where we're watching trailers of trailers? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to comment on that. I'm just I'm going to leave that one <laughs> for another day for everyone to ponder yeah. on your own. Yeah. But anyway, it looked fun. She was flying a kite or something. And yeah, they had cool outfits on. So. I actually just finished reading Little Women this summer for the second time. The first yeah. time I read it, I was in fifth grade. And it was part of this, like, girls' reading group in school. And it's, like, a 500, 600-page book. And I was in fifth grade. And I was like, eh, this is from, like, the 1800s. (laughs) I don't want to do this. And all the guys got to read, like, Treasure Island. And I was like, are you kidding me? So I was not into it then. They separated you by gender for reading? It was dumb. That's weird. It was dumb. Why? I don't know. Um, But I read it now, and I, like, appreciated it much more. And I think you would cool. enjoy it. Yeah, that's bit. definitely on my list. Yes. Of things to read. It's like a Especially very cozy book. A movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To go with my cozy socks that I'm not yeah. wearing. Also, the reason why I asked about that is because Emma Watson's in it. If any of our listeners were confused by yes. my segue there. <laughs> that I was... understood that because I saw the trailer of the trailer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's how my brain works. Oh, thanks for connecting that. Are you ready for your last question, Anna? I am ready. So this is a, a light, lighter one than the last two questions. Okay. What is your most useless talent? Oh. Like a hmm. weird party trick that doesn't actually yeah. help you out very much. <laughs> um, I can do a good Louis Armstrong impression. But it's also fairly painful because you have to, like, (laughs) talk from, like, the back of your throat. And you can't do that for very long. Right. So. Yeah, that does sound like it would be sort of painful, but I want to hear it sometime. Yeah, I'm not going to do it right now. (laughs) Uh, Maybe someday I'll do it on the podcast. For a special occasion. I can barely do it in front of people. I can only do it when it's, like, not on command. Otherwise, I'll just, like, laugh and not be able to do it. You know? Yeah. Because I yeah. sound very uh, weird. Like, very unlike my own voice. <laughs> so, I feel well, like I don't think you really unexpected. sound like Louis Armstrong normally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in case you had a hard time uh, distinguishing his voice from mine. Uh, yeah. Was Louis my co-host? That would be exciting. <laughs> Probably be having different conversations. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my uh, that's my useless talent. Cool. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. I don't know who's heard my random Louis Armstrong. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it's not that good. I think it's pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> That's what counts. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for your last question? I am ready. Okay. Um, What is one or a few places that you consider home or homey that is not where you live currently or where you grew up? Hmm. That's a really good question. I would definitely consider the like where you live yeah. to be one of my 
home away from home places. And I didn't grow up there, but I, so this is Minnesota for anyone who is not aware, a specific place in Minnesota. And I think even though I didn't grow up there, I did spend a lot of time there as a kid. And I have really fond memories of being there as a kid, probably because we were on vacation a lot of the time. So it was like a fun summer thing or Christmas thing that we did as a family. And we have a lot of family there. So I always got to see you and Martha and your parents and our grandparents and our other aunts and uncles and everybody. And it just feels... I think the landscape is also kind of similar to some of the places where I have grown up. Like it's, I don't know, it has sort of a similar feeling like climate wise as Massachusetts. Minnesota is a little more intense on both ends. (laughs) Right. Hot and cold. But so I think in that way, it's sort of familiar. And then I also I'm just like such a water person that I love the lakes and I feel so at home in a lake and by a lake. So, yeah. Yeah. Very nice. That's a good question. I know. That's one I like to think about a lot. I feel like I have several of those places and I like to make sure I like go back to them regularly, you know? Yeah. What are your places? I would say like uh, our cabin up north is one of my favorite places. Mm, Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, I, my family, since I was little, would go to Florida every year and visit, um, my great aunt and uncle who stayed there in the winter. And I just, again, like that's a place mm-hmm. where I would go to regularly and had really fond memories. And so it's like that specific place yeah. that we would go to. Um, I really love, and also just like going to college now and having like my own space and living there has kind of made where I go to school a different kind of home away from home i mean kind of Mm -hmm. out of necessity in a way but i also just really love it there too you know yeah so yeah that's such an interesting concept we could have a whole podcast about we could yeah and what that means yeah no that's something that i like to think about a lot i don't know sense of place is super fascinating to me it really is so to finish this up maria do you have any uh, favorites or recommendations to share? Well, I should have thought about this more ahead of time. I really didn't. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going to recommend an Instagram account. Oh, okay. Which is not something, yeah. I don't know if I've talked about her before on the podcast, but since I've been interested in flowers recently, She also has a, she's a floral designer and also has a lavender farm and is just like a really nice, interesting, cool person. I spoke to her once about floral design and farming because I was sort of curious, very curious actually. But her, so her name's Kaylin and her handle is Sweetwater North, I believe. I'll double check that. But she has really gorgeous pictures of flowers and she's in northern Michigan. So she has really gorgeous pictures of like the landscape there. And she always has really creative captions, just the way that she writes. Like you really get a sense of her personality and she's inspiring. And yeah, it's artistically inspiring and then also just like life inspiring. And she's funny. So sweet, Sweetwater Floral is her handle, actually. So yeah, I would recommend following her. That's my first recommendation. Do you have a recommendation you want to share, Anna? Um, one of my recommendations. Well, like I said, I'm reading Americana. I recommend reading lots of genres of books, but I also started reading an Agatha Christie book, and I haven't read her stuff before, mm-hmm. and um. It's kind of like fun, but more lighthearted. And I enjoy kind of being in a different realm of reading than I'm usually in. But again, kind of like a lighter one, which is really nice to kind of contrast like this heavier book that I'm reading too. So mm-hmm. I would recommend just kind of, you know, finding those different spaces where you can like branch out with what you're doing and have like a lighter space and a heavier space and be able to go to those places when you need to. 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I guess some other recommendations that are coming to mind for me is music. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to the new Vampire Weekend album a lot. Uh, I need to do that. I was waiting for it to come out for like six years, and it finally did, and it's really good, and I'm really enjoying it. So I've been listening to that a lot, and also this singer named Rozzy. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. It's R-O-Z-Z-I. She has an album out that I really like. I really like a lot of her music. She has like really strong vocals and interesting songs that are some of them are definitely on that power playlist that I mentioned earlier that I like to dance to. So would recommend her as well. Very nice. Any other recommendations, Anna? Um, a podcast I've been enjoying is called Just Between Us. I think I told you about this a little bit when you were here. I think you did. It's, I mean, I, it's two women who used to work for BuzzFeed and they kind of call themselves like an odd couple comedy duo and they talk about all kinds of stuff, but, um, they talk about a lot of stuff relating to, um, like women and health and sexual health and stuff like that. Um, but they're also really funny. And they have a YouTube channel that I've watched for a long time, so that's why I'm aware of them. But I would recommend them. Um, They're fun to listen to. And then... um, I recommend uh, dried fruit. Consuming dried fruit. Particularly dried figs and prunes. I've been enjoying. So good. Yes. Prunes are so underrated. They're delicious. They're actually quite delicious. I used to think they were gross because I like had to eat them. Yeah. But now But they're like they're actually good. Now I'm like they're delicious. Yes. They're quite good. Yes. Yeah. I also really like dried apricots. Yes. I've been putting them in my buckwheat in the morning. Mm-hmm. My cream of buckwheat. And it like if you cook it in there, it gives it sort of a sweetness and they get a little soft and chewy and they're really delicious. Mm. Yeah. That I would also recommend good. fresh fruit. Also that, yeah. Like fresh peaches and blueberries have been so Mm. good. Yes. So good. And pesto. Ooh. I always recommend pesto. My favorite pesto recipe, I'll throw this out there, is from this cookbook that I think your family might have given me for Christmas a few years ago called The Longevity Kitchen. Ah, yes. It's a good cookbook. And she has a pesto recipe in that book for a basil pistachio pesto that has basil and pistachios and lemon juice and olive oil and it's really really good and it's like one of my favorite things to eat in the summer and I actually I couldn't find any basil at the store this week and I didn't I should have gone to the farmer's market but I forgot about that so I used or I was gonna say I used pesto instead I used parsley instead and it was also quite good Mm. okay I'm gonna check that out because we do have that cookbook and I'm a big pesto fan so yeah you should definitely make it okay anything else before we wrap up our recommendation section um i think that's it for me right now oh british detective shows all the british detective shows do you have a favorite uh shetland quite good scott and bailey two female detectives quite enjoying that one a lot of drama but it's good you know i mean Come on, it's good. Um, those are my main ones. Basically, like anything, anything British. I'm a little bit of an Anglophone, yeah. and I'm also going to be yeah. studying abroad <laughs> in England in the fall. So it's kind of my brain. Well, that'll be exciting for you. Yes. Oh, I do have one other recommendation. Something that I've been enjoying recently. So I've definitely mentioned before my interest in astrology, and for anyone out there who is astro curious. Ruby Warrington, who started the online platform website, The Numinous, has put out a card deck of astrological thingamajigs. So there's like a card for each planet and a card for each sign. And it's just like a really visual, tactile way to engage with learning about these things, if you're interested. It's like nice to see like I have my son in Sagittarius. Like, what does that mean? Grab the sun card, grab the Sagittarius card, put them next to each other and like, see what resonates. So that's been really fun to kind of explore. 
Nice. That sounds very cool. Our call to action this week. We want to know what your favorite episode has been so far. What do you want more of? What have you loved? Or just, you know, like, get in touch with us. Tell us a joke. Give us we your like recommendations. All the things. Yeah. Is there anything we should know about? Yeah. So to get in touch so with where us. Where can you can find e- us, Anna? Yeah, you can email us. At neverwearboringsocks at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at neverwearboringsocks. Um, and you can join our Facebook group and get into this community of listeners that we have. Maria, do you have a quote for us? I do have a quote. So this one, I'm just really feeling it right now. This is, so the song Wildflowers by Tom Petty. Do you know that one? I don't. I feel like I've heard of it. Or I've heard of Tom Petty or whatever. You probably have. It's a really pretty song. And my favorite cover of it is the Waylon Jennies. I also just love the Waylon Jennies in general. But it's a really pretty song. And I really like the lyrics to it also. Just like listening to the lyrics make me feel so like free and also cozy and yeah, I just think they're really beautiful. So one of the stands, I just want to share one of the stanzas today because I'm feeling it right now with the kind of summery vibes that are going on right now. You belong among the wildflowers. You belong in a boat out at sea. Sail away, kill off the hours. You belong somewhere you feel free. And I just feel like every time I hear that, Speaking of nervous systems, my nervous system sort of just is like, ah, (laughs) it's just so nice to hear somebody say that, even though he's not talking to me, but he could be. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's really nice. And I think that I just, I wish somebody would say that to everybody. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our other episodes, please leave a review in iTunes. It's super helpful. Helps more people find the podcast. You can also subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And we would be super grateful for that. Thank you to Ben Ramsey, the cheese beast, our audio editor, and to Martha Barnard, our resident mandolinist. You can find show notes with links to everything we talked about in this episode at NeverWearBoringSocks.com. And until next time, creative souls, never wear boring socks.